What's up, Braves country? This is the Braves Craze podcast. It's May 9th, 2022, the day after Mother's Day. Uh, we're coming to you a day late because of Mother's Day. We had uh, family over, uh, my mom over, my wife's mom over, so it was a great weekend. Uh, honored our mothers, uh, honored our wives as well. So uh, had to come a little late with the podcast, but we're here tonight, Monday night, talking about the Braves week. Uh, before we get started, I, I want to say a big thank you to all the folks out there for tuning in and listening. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Uh, I appreciate uh, those that do come and download and listen. Uh, if you want to talk to me, hit me up at Twitter at Dr. Braves. Uh, tell me about the podcast. Ask a question. I might call you out on the air if you'd like. Uh, if you do have a question or tell me this podcast stinks, whatever you want to say, uh, I'm, I'm willing to hear it. But thanks again for tuning in and thanks for your feedback. Uh, again, hit me on Twitter if you can. and I, uh, I'd love to start having some questions from fans and, and listeners for the week to bring up. So if you see that out there and want to ask something, go ahead and do that via Twitter. Uh, the Braves went 4-3 and three this week uh, with the Mets and the Brewers. Uh, I was getting pretty worried we lost a doubleheader uh, in the second game of the week, second and third game to the Mets. Uh, both games we got beat. We came back and split that series, though, with a win in game one and four. And then came home to play the Brewers and looked pretty darn good going 2-1 and one against the Brewers uh, with a couple of good offensive outings to end the week on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, so the Braves had, had their best week in a while, maybe in the season, honestly, this, this week, uh, and played pretty well. You know, I've been pretty critical of the Braves, uh, and rightfully so, with the start they've had. Uh, but we're going to be positive this week a little more and talk about the good. Uh, I will get a little critical of a few things as well. You know I can't help it uh, because I think the Braves are still uh, a ways away from where they need to be, uh, but certainly a good week and some positive steps for the Braves this week. So let's start positively and talk about a couple of hot players, uh, hot pitchers, uh, and just hot Braves in general. Got to start with my boy, Ronald Acuna, number 13. Uh, you know, the first week or so Ronald played with the knee, uh, you're kind of thinking to yourself, wow, uh, Ronald's not right. He's not there yet. I hope he's okay. Didn't take long to dispel that, did it? Uh, he is red hot now. A uh, couple homers this week. Uh, the first one where he famously uh, ended up on the seat of his pants after he had a, had a big swing and the ball went 450 feet. He gets up and runs around the bases and slipped. Uh, I thought he hurt himself at first. It scared me to death. But he hopped up, ran around the bases. It was just a slip. Uh, and that got him off and running. He homered again uh, later in the week against the Brewers. Uh, stole four. He's stolen four bases, leads the team in steals now. He's all over the place, uh, chasing down balls in right field. Had a double off the wall late in that Brewers series, I believe, on Saturday or Sunday one. A line drive to right that I think left a dent out there in the bricks. I mean, he smoked the ball. Just didn't get it up enough or it was gone too. So Ronald Acuna uh, killing it, and I couldn't be more thrilled for Ronald and what he's doing. Uh, he also scored from first on a pop single. Uh, hustling like crazy out there. So Ron Lacuna, uh, the highlight of the week for me this week, getting him back to the place he wants to be. Uh, he is the face of this team going forth. And, you know, again, uh, Braves, Braves fans, Braves country, Braves country, thrilled to see him out there. And he is not disappointing uh, from the Ron Lacuna we know and love. So great week for Ronald. Uh, I want to bring up William Contreras. Been bragging on William Contreras for a couple weeks now on the podcast, and he is he is just still with his bat hitting very, very well. Another home run this week, uh, a couple of walks on base. Uh, the only thing I'll say about Will is he's got to play more. Uh, this guy's bat is, is, is legit right now, and 
you know, you got to kind of wonder, uh, and I, I've criticized Alex Anthopoulos a little bit, although I'm a huge fan because of what he did with the playoffs last year to get to the World Series and win the World Series with those trades. But uh, I wonder did Alex know that William might have been going to do this. I mean, you know, he traded away Shea leaders in the Matt Olson trade. But, uh, you know, William Contreras is, is looking like he's the catcher of the future right now, and, and the future might be now. Because, man, this guy's tearing it up. I mean, I, I am just thrilled to see him up here. I uh, didn't want to see Manny Pena go down hurt by any means, and Manny's a very good number two catcher that's going to get some time with us as well, defensively in particular really good in calling games. But William Contreras is back. I tell you what, this is one of the situations where the way he keeps swinging, uh, if I'm Brian Snitker, I've got to find a way to get William in the lineup more times than not uh, with that bat going the way it is because he is a force. Getting on base, driving in runs, hitting home runs. Uh, I believe he's caught pretty well as well for the Braves. Uh, he caught the, the, the Max Freed game on Friday. I'm sorry, on Sunday that was dominant. So, uh, you know, Will's doing a great job behind the plate. Uh, I think he needs to play more. Uh, the only problem is Travis Darno is also hitting above 300 and playing very, very well. So the Braves had themselves a good problem right here with really three catchers when Pena gets back that are major league quality guys. Uh, I, I do think Contreras is the guy for the future, and, you know, Darno's hitting as well. So we'll see what they do. Uh, but I, I don't want to see him back in AAA. The problem is, though, with a young prospect like that, he's got to have it bats. You can't sit, let, let him sit and watch every day in a backup role. So, uh, Interesting decision for the Braves coming up, but I think Contreras continues to impress. Uh, I'm very impressed and a big fan of the guy as well. So, Speaking of impressed, Max Freed, uh, what do you say? Uh, he's becoming our ace. He's already been our ace. He's becoming a Major League Baseball ace now, uh, dominating uh, this season so far, getting better and better and better. Uh, he's in midseason form now, uh, and Max Freed uh, was great. Also, Charlie Morton. Uh, I believe, and I actually said um, William Contreras caught Morton. I think he caught, or I say he caught, I think he caught Morton actually on Sunday. Uh, Charlie came in and went five strong innings after struggling for a few starts. So he looks to be back and ready to roll as well. Uh, so so our rotation with, with, with Max dominant, Charlie getting back right, Kyle Wright being so, so good. Uh, Kyle was not quite as good in New York, but he still wasn't bad. He, he was, he showed it, he showed his, uh, he was actually human there for a little bit, but I'm uh, not worried about Kyle. He still pitched very well. And then Ian Anderson also doing pretty well out there. So those four slots for the Braves, the first four slots, the order I would say would be Freed, uh, Morton, Wright, and then Anderson are, are awesome, awesome top four for the Braves. At this point in time, I'll take that against anybody in baseball, folks. I really, really will. Uh, you got, honestly, two aces right now with, with Freed and Wright. Morton, we all know how good he can be when he's right. So, mercy, we are really looking good at the rotation. Uh, I'm going to complain and fuss a minute, though, uh, about one thing. And, and y'all have heard me get on this before, I guess, a little bit. Uh, I think it was Friday night we decided to start Jesse Chavez as an opener. <sighs> I'll just sigh and let that be my, my, my indicator of how I feel about that, as y'all can probably guess. I'm such not a fan. I'm so not a fan of an opener. Uh, Jesse Chavez, Jesse, I like you just fine, man. You've done a good job for the Braves. I'm glad to have you back, but you're in the wrong place at the wrong time on this one. Not your fault. Uh, Jesse Chavez started the game, gave us two innings, or gave us one inning and allowed two earned runs. And then here comes Spencer Strider behind him, just throwing gas, looked great, five-plus innings. 
Uh, but you're down to nothing at that point. Uh, you know, the opener deal here with our with our staff we've got and our rotation we've got and our young pitchers we've got uh, in in abundance that are all honestly a gold mine in AAA here. Why in the world are you starting a reliever who can be an effective reliever for you in the mid game like Jesse Chavez when you've got a lot of things to do? So let's discuss those options now and and just go down the list here. Of what in the world are we thinking on this one? Uh, you know. The Braves, I, 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 I've said before, I did not like how Tucker Davidson got treated. He made the team out of spring training and I thought was going to be the fifth or sixth starter. He and Strider were kind of there. And then Tucker got sent out uh, for Bryce Elder. And I didn't love that when it happened, but Bryce Elder pitched pretty well. And he got, what, three, four starts for us. And I thought he probably had solidified that fifth slot for us. But he struggled a bit with his command, in particular with some walks, and he got sent back to AAA uh, for um, a start by Kyle Muller. Uh, Kyle Muller, I don't think, was the most deserving of the group to come up, although Kyle Muller has been pretty good in the minors and is a good prospect. I like Kyle just fine. Uh, but Kyle did not pitch well. He got sent back down to AAA, and this sort of brought on the, the Jesse Chavez dilemma uh, with Spencer Strider being his his second guy coming in, so you got to ask why wouldn't Spencer just start? I guess you say maybe he's not stretched out, but he pitched five plus innings, so he's certainly more stretched out than Chavez was and was the long guy coming in that game. And then you also ask yourself, what about the guys at AAA? Uh, what about Tucker Davidson? What about Tuki Toussaint? What about Waskar Noah? Uh, you know, these are guys that that not too long ago were guys that we thought would be in the rotation. Uh, we thought could be up here. I've already mentioned Bryce Elder, who has been up here some already this year. Uh, I just don't get what we're doing by using an opener here, and I just don't like that. I don't think that gives our team the best chance to win. I just think it doesn't. Uh, I think Tucker Davidson deserves a start. Uh, he, he, he's throwing mid to high 90s in, in spring training. Uh, you know, he came in relief and got hit the one game he pitched, but never got a start, and I really thought that was what he was going to get. Uh, also, Tuki Toussaint seems to be banished for some reason. I, I don't know why. Uh, Tuki pitched last year for us in the mid uh, midseason. Someone pitched pretty well for a while. He did get banged around uh, later on and went down to AAA. And then Waskari Noah, not too long ago, was the uh, he, he was the, the next Wonder Boy coming out of the, uh, the Braves staff. And then from the bullpen to begin with, then starting, I think. They thought he might relieve, but he ended up starting. High 90s. Uh, looked great, was probably our best pitcher for a good bit of the first half of the season. Then he had the famous punching the dugout bench or punching something in the dugout, breaking his right pitching hand, which certainly got him in the doghouse a little bit. And when he came back, wasn't the same guy. So Wasker probably needs a little bit of seasoning in AAA to get himself back right. Um, but, you know, again, I just go back to why we're starting a relief pitcher when we have all of these options that are stretched out options to start for the Braves. Uh, you know, we had some success in the playoffs last or two years ago with uh, with relief pitchers, and, and um, I'm losing the name of our, our relief pitcher, our lefty from Texas. Good gracious, I don't know why I can't think of that. Uh, but, you know, we, we've had guys come in and, and do this a good bit for our team. Um, so I, I don't know why. Uh, A.J. Mentor, excuse me, I don't know why. I couldn't get A.J.'s name out. Uh, A.J. did that for us and was great. Then after that, A.J. went back to AAA, this, this past season because he was not himself. And now A.J. is back in that, that short relief role, pitching great again. So, you know, I, I just don't know why we do it. It doesn't seem to ever work. Uh, the guys that do start 
as an opener usually struggle, uh, or it maybe causes a longer-term issue like it did with AJ. So I don't know, but but I think that there's too many good options to go the way we did, and, and uh, I kind of get maybe not bringing Waskar back just yet. I don't understand the Tucker Davidson or Tuki Toussaint thing uh, in AAA, why those guys aren't coming up. And then Spencer Strider, you know, I do believe is probably the long-term option as a starter for us. Uh, I don't know why we keep using him in the role we're in, although he is pitching very, very well in that role, so I guess that might answer the question. Uh, but when you want a starter, uh, there are better options than Jesse Chavez. And again, sorry, Jesse, we love you, uh, but that's not your role. Uh, okay, so on to the next topic now. I, I'm going to talk about some people struggling a little bit and some things wrong with the lineup that I think need to need to get better. Uh, we've heard a lot of talk about the Braves and all the home runs they're hitting, but they're hitting a ton, and I mean a ton, of solo home runs. Uh, you know, Austin Riley's got some homers. Acuna's now blasting away. Ozzy's got six or seven, I believe. Uh, Matt Olson's maybe at three or four. Uh, Ozuna's maybe got four. But most of these home runs have been solos, and they're not getting us uh, up there in the run totals. And up until the end of this past week, the Braves' offense was really not producing very well at all. So let's talk about that for a second and, and see what we think's going on with that. Uh, I'm going to go back to the lineup because I don't like the lineup construction at all still. Uh, I think we do not put that together very well. Um, let's start with Matt Olson. Uh, I'm not turning on Matt Olson. I think Matt Olson is a great first baseman. He's a long-term option for us. We're, we're going to be just fine with Matt at first base, but he has not had a good couple weeks. He's not been on base that much. He's not hitting the ball a ton, and he's batting second. So uh, Matt Olson is kind of, number one, he's not very fast. He's a slow base runner, so he can clog the bases a bit. Uh, you know, if you got Ronald or Ozzie leading off before Ronald got back, Ozzie was. So, uh, you know, Matt, Matt has not been uh, the best number two hitter we've had right now for a while, and, and he's not really flourishing in that role. So I think it might be time to drop him down a little bit. Uh, consequently, Marcelo Zuna is leaving a lot of guys on base from that cleanup role as well. And, and you know, Marcel's played mostly DH, although he was in the outfield one day this past week or weekend. But Marcel, uh, not picking anybody up either. And then Adam Duvall, you all know I love Adam Duvall, and he's starting to hit a little bit, but he's not a consistent guy. He's a streaky guy. Adam's going to probably hit 235 if we're lucky, but he'll hit the home runs. He'll have the RBIs. So consistency is not really Adam's deal. And we know that. He's a great defender. He's playing a solid center field. Uh, he's probably the best defensive out there on our, on our team right now. So uh, he, he's a guy that, that, that has a great place there, but he's not that consistent. And then Dansby uh, has been bad all year with the bat. Now Dansby's starting to hit, and he's had a, he had a good week this week, no question. He started driving the ball to right field. But here's my question about Dansby. Dansby's no kid anymore. Uh, Dansby's not a, a prospect. He's not young anymore. He's coming up on a contract year. Every season we seem to see Dansby start off the year trying to pull everything. You know, last year he hit a lot of home runs and was a power hitter, and now he wants to pull, and he starts out the year hitting well below 200. And all of a sudden, about a month, then he figures out, i got to drive it to right, i got to go to right. And when he does that, guess what happens? He starts getting hits. Why are we not telling Dansby this early on? Why does it take, Dan why does it take Dansby so long to figure this out? Uh, if he would just figure this out and stay consistent, he could hit 350. But, and I'm being a little sarcastic there, but, but Dansby, it's just very frustrating watching Dansby uh, not figure it out, not be consistent, uh, not, not do what he needs to do with this team until it's maybe a month in when he's just struggled so much. And to his credit, he is pushing the ball, hitting the ball the other way now, and, and that's a good thing for Dansby. That always gets him straightened out. So 
you know, but I think the lineup construction, there's a lot of holes there right now of guys being inconsistent. So uh, I still, still, still think Ronald Cunha should not lead off. Uh, I think he is so dynamic and, and can drive in runs. But but here here's here's a thought. To me, the most two the two most dynamic players on this ball team are Ronald Cunha and Ozzie Albies. Now, I love Austin Riley. I think Austin Riley is is one of the best hitters in the National League. And he might be a better hitter and power hitter than Ozzie Albies is. But uh, dynamic-wise, Ozzie's speed and, and his ability to get on base in different ways and make things happen and create havoc, to me, warn him being a high in that order. He's batting fifth behind Marcelo Zuna right now. Now, also get the line construction. We want left, right, left, right as much as we can. But Ozzie's a switch hitter. So I don't know why we've got Riley three and Ozuna four, both righties. I still say Ozzy Albee should bat first in this lineup, Ronald second. I say you drop Olsen down now by batting Riley, stay, keeping Riley third and Olsen hitting fourth. Then you've got Ozuna or, or someone else coming in at fifth. Uh, honestly, Travis Darno right now or, or whoever's catching is probably outplaying Marcel Ozuna, so maybe they bat him a, a slot higher than Marcel, drop Marcel to six. I mean, you can argue keeping him at five, I get it. Uh, I think that gives us you know, Acuna, Albies, Acuna, and Riley getting a lot of at-bats. It still gets Olsen in there with, with at-bats and, and allows him to have a chance to drive more runs in at the four slot. Ronald with the two slot. Hopefully, Ozzy gets on and some of those long balls he's hitting end up being two-run homers. Uh, you shouldn't take many at-bats from Ronald at two as opposed to one. Riley at three, I think, still is perfect. Uh, Riley's been pretty good all year. Uh, he's a little colder this week, but he's still hitting the ball hard. Been consistent, so I, I, I'm not worried about Austin. A little worried about Matt Olson, but I said before, uh, I think he's legit. He'll be just fine, but he's in a cold spell. Uh, that lineup, I think, needs to be tweaked a bit. Uh, the other thing is, and I just got to go here, and I hate to be negative again, but doggone it. If Guillermo Heredia plays another inning with his bat batting while we're watching guys sit down and, and, and play, if he plays any more for anything more than a defensive replacement, I'm going to scream at my TV. Uh, Travis Demerit has, has, has earned a chance to play on this team right now. Defensively, he's been tremendous, arguably as good as Heredia. Offensively, he is 100 times better than Guillermo. Uh, again, Guillermo's a fun guy. I think he's a good clubhouse guy, but he is not a good hitter at all. And, and the more he plays, I know he hit a home run a couple weeks ago, and Brian stayed with him, Snit stayed with him. But Heredia cannot play for this team in anything more than a backup reserve role to play defense. And I would guess, I would kind of hope, uh, when we get uh, Eddie Rosario back, that 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 the the casualty would not be demerit; it would be uh, Guillermo Heredia at that point in time that goes to AAA or maybe gets traded or something like that. We'll see. But uh, I just think Travis has got to have those at bats, and, and right now to put Guillermo out there is just not not good at all. Uh, but you know, I think that also hurts our lineup when you got a, a couple of automatic outs in the lineup. Uh, let's be honest, that's what Guillermo usually is out there. Dansby was that for a while, although now he's starting to come on. So uh, it's just hard to win when you got guys in there that, that don't get on base much at all. And uh, a, a, a home run or a hit here and there does not really warrant playing time for guys that, that really don't serve that role. So, again, love I love Guillermo's energy, love what he does, but, but he just doesn't need to get a lot of at-bats for this team if we're going to be a good offense at this point in time. Uh, last thing I'll talk about is uh, Tyler Matzik. He is struggling right now. Uh, he looks a little off. Not sure what's going on there. Uh, he was so good down the stretch in the playoffs and World Series last year, so I believe in Tyler. 
but he has struggled a bit. Uh, the bullpen as a whole has been very, very good. Uh, but Tyler Matzik has not been himself. Uh, so hopefully we'll get him back right soon and get things going for Tyler Matzik and, and uh, the Braves team. Uh, last thing I'm going to talk about before we talk about uh, the upcoming week, I want to talk about two prospects right now in the minors. Uh, let's start with Michael Harris Jr. at AA Mississippi. Uh, he is our top prospect and outfielder in the organization, uh, top organizational prospect. He is killing it at Mississippi. Uh, 319, four homers, 20 runs batted in already, and already 10 steals. I mean, this is a five-tool guy uh, that, that, that is an absolute uh, burner on the base pass. Got good pop, uh, gap power as well. Uh, a lot of doubles I think he'll hit. So Michael Harris is a guy that might be a year away or so, but look forward to him being in Atlanta. Uh, I'm guessing he gets the call to Triple A Gwinnett before long because he is tearing Double A up. Uh, and I, I do want to get to Double A, as y'all already know. I, I do live near the Pearl Mississippi uh, Braves team, the Pearl affiliate, and I want to get there, but I have not yet this year. But Michael Harris would be worth the price of admission. And then my guy Drew Waters at Triple A uh, started out hurt a little bit with a, I believe he had a calf injury. Uh, only had 40, 20, 24 at bats, but he's hitting 458 already with two homers and five batted in. Uh, you know, I think Drew is also a guy that we're going to see in Atlanta, hopefully later this year. Look forward to the time when the Braves have an outfield uh, that has Ron Lacuna in right, Drew Waters in center, and Michael Harris in left field. That will be a sight to behold, a very, very athletic outfield. Those guys can all run, all hit, uh, all arguably are five-tool guys, and that will be a great sight to see at some point in time soon when those three guys run that outfield. Uh, and then we'll have uh, other options at DH, I think, at that point. But uh, anyway, get a little have ourselves a bit there. But uh, but that would be a nice uh, idea to have those three guys long-term in the outfield. Uh, the Braves only have five games this week. They're home for two to Boston starting tomorrow night, and then home for three to San Diego. So the, the comp doesn't get a whole lot better or a lot easier. Uh, but we got the Red Sox coming in. Uh, they're not having a good year. They're 10 to 19 so far, but they're the Red Sox. They always give us trouble. Uh, game one is uh, Whitlock for the Red Sox versus Kyle Wright for the Braves. Uh, game two, uh, Nathan Evaldi versus Ian Anderson. Off day on Thursday. Then the Padres come in. No pitching announcements yet for these for the for the weekend series, but three games with the Pods, uh, including a uh, afternoon game on Saturday and a morning ten thirty five weird start on Sunday. That may be one of these Apple TV or our newly streaming services games, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll check on that one and see. Uh, but the Braves just have five games this week. So uh, tune in and make sure you catch the Braves. 620 tomorrow and 620 on Wednesday. So be a great week to, to win four out of five, maybe even five. Uh, keep the roll going. Uh, I think the offense may take off this week because these guys are getting hot at the right time. I uh, hope everybody has a great week. Enjoy the Braves baseball for the week, and let's go Braves. for listening to the Braves Craze podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to follow the Braves doctor on Twitter at Dr. Braves.